0: Welcome to the
1: Questionable to Return podcast. Hey, howdy, hi, Pete here. Enjoy episode five of Remember Sports, the 2011 Milwaukee Brewers.
0: strikes are on Peterson and a swing and a miss, ball game, Axford saves it, the Brewers have a magic number of one, and now they will wait, a division title is right in front of them. And now the tackle back to Marmol, and there it is, the Milwaukee Brewers officially, the 2011 National League Central. Champions. Here at Miller Park, get ready for game number one of the best of five series. goes toward the middle. And this one hooked in the right field. Hit well. and back at the wall. Goal! Big fly for Chris Field and it's 4 nothing Brewers. 2-2 pitch. Chopper to second base. Ricky Leach has it. And the Brewers have a 1-0 lead in the National League Division Series. They are home field beasts, and they continue their good run here at Miller Park. Short lead for Hardover over at first base. And Brown misses him out to deep left right center field. Hit Brown. This one's got a chance. Goal! Big fly for Ryan Braun of The Brewers strike first. Hairston at third, Benford at first, the safety squeezes off, pushes it to first, they throw home, not in time. Hairston scores, the ball goes to the backstop, Moutro is going to advance to second. And the Brewers are back on top 5-4. To Niger Morgan swings, lines one to the alley right center, a base hit. Lucro scores. Kotze comes in to score. A two RBI single by Tony Plus makes it seven. Pardon me. Eight for Milwaukee. Swing and a miss. Lucro finds the tag and the Brewers have taken a two games to none lead in the National League Division Series against the Diamondbacks. It is a jam-packed house here at Miller Park. The fifth End game for the National League Division Series. Harrison lifts one in the air. Shallow right field. Hill going out. Upton coming in. Hill makes the catch. Morgan tags. He's coming home. The throw to the plate. Not in time. This game is tied at one. This one looped out towards center field. That's going to get down for a hit. Bronze being waved around. The throw goes to second. And the Brewers are on top two to one. Puts. Well on knee. As a new sign from Blanco. He's ready. And the Morgan a smash up the middle. face hit the center. Here comes go.
1: So this team kind of featured kind of the same players. It kind of um, stuck out in my mind because I think it was the Brewers' peak with that those those guys, I believe. Um, so they posted a franchise best record, ninety six and sixty six, winning their first ever National League Central Division title, which was kind of cool. Which was a huge thing, of course, for all of us. Um, that was another thing that we needed off of our back is not ever winning a National League Central Division title. The Brewers, uh of course, defeated Arizona in five games in the first round of the playoffs, and then they went on to lose to St. Louis in six games. Um, they were one of the best offenses in the NL, of course, the years before. They always had the problems with the pitching, as we all know. So they had to kind of move on from the ineffective starters, Supon, Dave Bush, Doug Davis, um, and make some offseason moves. Well, of course, they didn't keep get to keep CC in the 9 so they had to kind of re- reshuffle guys around and they found Sean Markham and Zach Greinke via trade. So they traded Brett Lowry to the blue Jays for Sean Markham who ended up being well, probably one of their most consistent pitchers during the regular season. Uh, he had a pretty terrible playoffs um, as we all remember against um, the Cardinals. He gave up a ton yeah. of runs.
2: I think he pitched a career high in innings that year. And I think he just ran out of gas yeah. in the playoffs. So, And then the trade, of course, that
1: kind of, kind of, we got a guy, a couple guys back from this trade, but we got Granke and Jansky Benicourt, which uh, played shortstop for us that year, which was pretty big. And then um, we actually traded Alcides Escobar, Jeremy Jeffress, and Lorenzo Kane, who was a very young player at the time. And now he's, of course, back with the Brewers. I'm glad we have him back. Um, But they all had big, big, um, big, big, uh, years with the Royals and uh, winning championships. So it kind of burned after after this year and seeing those guys really succeed, I think for me. So um it's kind of memorable that way is that we needed this trade to get Zach Granke. We needed this player, but we gave up so much. You you um, missed one of the best trades ever. So yeah, that's what I'm getting to. So late in the in the uh spring training we actually traded cutter Dykstra, course, of Lenny Dykstra's son, who we were like in some weird mode of drafting X's sons. We had a what Tony Gwen was another one we had, mm-hmm. but um, so they traded Cutter Dykstra for Niger Morgan, and um, Niger Morgan was a uh, I don't know short fuse. He was like a you didn't know what was gonna happen. He was like A B for baseball, right? <laughs> Tony Brown for
3: baseball,
2: like, yeah, like one sense? of the most one of the most like out there guys. He like, was crazy. He was a cra- great. Legit on crazy. Purpose. Come on. Yeah.
3: Legit An amazing crazy. talent season out of nowhere too. Like he right. had been journeyman right. forever. And then he was well, it, one of their
1: best clutch. On the best. He had 300 that
3: year. It mean, was, was like amazing. They the had one closer. amazing year of his career. They had from the perfect. He was uh, absolutely crazy.
2: Okay. <laughs> they had the perfect platoon. Like, mm-hmm. like it really was one of the best case situations I've ever seen where both platoon players thrive and have like established roles.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Carlos Gomez, of course, was that platoon you're talking about when Niger Morgan. And
2: course, Carlos
1: Gomez was on his way to becoming a pretty good player himself, but he couldn't hit lefties or righties. I don't remember can which righties. Was, couldn't hit righties. So he was kind of, he needed that other guy to kind of help him out. So can, can I lead us astray for just one
4: second, Brewers sure. related? What is the Brewers like? passion to always draft or have in their system former major league baseball players' sons i don't know we had, i mean we had, we had tony quinn jr like cutter dykstra we had prince prince, prince yep. boggs like wade oh, Boggs' yeah. son brandon boggs, boggs. Yep.
3: It's crazy. maybe there's just a lot of really good second generation baseball players i hear they have ladies in every town so.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are on a stretch now. I've seen that again. Like all the guys we grew up watching as kids. It's like uh, uh, Biggio's son and Vlad Guerrero's son are on the same team. They're both on the... Vlad Guerrero looks pretty
1: legit, though. He's like one of the first ones, I would say. I can't think of many that have had success in baseball, like a father-son kind of thing, other than Griffey. I mean, you can't really... I can't think of any more than Griffey, really.
3: It's Liam Braun?
2: <laughs> oh, I think you're thinking of um, Liam Kumpo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can we draft Giannis's kid right now?
2: Uh, if the Bucks finished, if Bucks had the thirtieth pick in the draft, I'd take it on him. If we got his rights for <laughs> life, like Bobby and Barry Bonds, yeah, the Alu's. the Illus has yeah multiple generations. They're they've been pretty successful the the boone family i
1: think i think it happens a lot though when you have like the superstar like even with basketball any other sport really i mean football is the one that i think you see more father-son stuff but like basketball just showing that like jordan's kids they didn't want to play really they they didn't really have great careers after high school and stuff and i don't think they really wanted to play maybe they're just around it so much I have no clue like Shaq's kid. You've kind of heard about him. I don't know if he's going to be good. Um, there's other, there's a lot of them that just, you have that superstar. They're a superstar for a reason. They're a freak.
3: All right. um, S- sight unseen. If I told you that Peyton Manning had a kid who was a pretty good senior in high school quarterback and the Packers could have him uh, when he get, gets out of college for a third round pick right now, knowing nothing else, would you take it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I would. <laughs> Three, three, uh, are three starting quarterbacks out of that family so far. I'll take it. I'll gamble on that.
3: Yeah, you so probably get the Cooper.
2: But that's the
1: thing. I think I feel like football has more of that. I feel like football is more successful with that. So it's just maybe an easier sport. I don't know. So, but but you think that
4: baseball is an easier route? Don't you think? A lot of
1: players, though. I mean, we we heard kind of a. Justin Berg talk about it, how tough it is, really, in, in minor leagues. It's just some guys just don't get their, their time because they don't know the right people. But you would think those guys would know the right people. You think that the all-star
4: former major league athletes would get the front row?
1: Right. But, yeah, so just coming back to this 11 Brewer team, I mean, so they had got a Markham and granky. Uh, they got Niger Morgan, which were huge, huge, huge guys uh they made some mid moves to get k um they also got Jerry Harrison, which they made contributions of course um but the we thought that we had kind of the starters to go with our hitting uh, good enough starters with granke Garardo Randy wolf, Narvison, Marcus Estrada at times um they were they were in first for eighty eight days I mean this team really was really good um some moments to remember from the season was Braun's home run to break the tie against the Marlins, win the NL Central for the first time ever. That game, that call by Brian Anderson just rings in my head, gives me chills. I get chills right now thinking about it. It was just amazing. I mean, I think everybody can remember that call. Um, Nigel Morgan's beast move, of course, during the whole season. Beast mode. He was beast mode. Um, He hit 300, Um, starting in center field a lot. And of course he uh, came up with a huge hit against the uh, diamondbacks in the playoffs. And then, but the Cardinals were just too much. And then LCS uh, came down to pitching and Markham couldn't do it. And it was a decision of, should we start Granky, and they didn't and it hurt them at the game six, of course. But um, I think I did go to game two in this too. So it was my first playoff experience for baseball, which we've never really had as much when, when we were kids kid and stuff. So um, So, yeah, it was uh, going to that playoff game and seeing Markham give up all those runs but still having the hope that we could come back because it's baseball. Um, But that kind of got me really dejected, of course. And then, um, of course, I've experienced even worse with Game (laughs) 7 and the Dodgers' Brewers' but. Um yeah I think this twenty eleven season just stuck out because I think it was finally we had the team i felt with the starting pitching the relief pitching with i think axford was our closer he just dominated at the end of games, so um so it guess it was kind of tough that way is where again, with both the ones I've kind of talked about, they were expected to be these great teams, and um they just fell short like and just like almost a game
2: short yeah I think uh one of the things that stands out about this team versus the O eight team is uh I went into this playoffs really thinking we were legit 'cause we we're the the two seed in the NL. Only the Phillies had more wins than the Brewers and the NL. it really felt like this Brewers team had a chance. And then when they beat Arizona, I mean, I can believe we we're actually in a, you know, Right title series.
1: I think the big thing this year too was we. I think we manhandled the the Cardinals even at St. Louis. I think we had a winning record at St. Louis or something like that. And I think we were all happy, of course, that St. Louis won. Number one, we got more games at home, but I think we felt better playing St. Louis. But it just, of course, it didn't work out the way we wanted it to. Nobody showed up. I think Braun had a terrible series too. Isn't this? Isn't this the year where? we were big fans of cory
4: hart cory hart had a kind of back-to-back big years here but never showed up in the playoffs just like disappeared like the pressure got to him and he just never
2: yeah i do remember uh talking about that we all felt like he was the guy he was the opposite of prince the way prince wanted to be up in every big moment i felt like Corey hart went up there and just like swaying at every first pitch where it's like uh did I say swing at the pitch? Swing. Swung at every first pitch. Swang Somewhere. it out,
3: man. Swang it out. Uh so that Nigel Morgan would swing. Tony plush would swang. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Tony plush. I have that towel still in my house. Oh, T plush, man.
4: I love this year because uh my mother in law had like a get together for her work and it had a whole bunch of it was like a tickets to go to some par- like cookout party thing where a bunch of brewers were there and like T plush was there, Markham was there. Like Axford, uh, I even think Brown
1: showed up for a minute. It was awesome. So I think one thing I kind of just want to round it up, round off, before um, we kind of go to the next ones and stuff, I just wanted to say I worked at the Journal Times and I got to create some awesome posters for this and for these, for these players when we were making that playoff run. So it was pretty – it stands out in my eyes because I, I think we had – um a graphic in the beginning of the year which was we're all in and we all drew like a bunch of characters i drew prince and and braun and it was like we're all in where everybody was at a poker table and it was like all the the mascots and stuff and then um that was a graphic for the newspaper and then we also i got to do the posters which were pretty neat to do for each player and that's where it kind of sticks out in my mind is that i put in all this work <laughs> for this team and then they never never uh came to fruition they make the the world series so
2: that's a pretty fun uh, part of your job, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun.
1: Um, I got to say I got to do that, so that was something that, you know, a lot of kids probably at home put on their on their walls and you don't really realize it until now that I'm like, oh, wait, that was kind of a cool thing. At the time, I was probably like, crap, I got to do this crap, but <laughs> stupid
4: so, work. So one of the biggest honorable mentions, members of this team, Mike Fires was on oh, this Brewers yeah. team. Probably one of the more influential baseball players of the last, what, decade or so?
1: I'd say so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was his uh, first one. of the first couple of years, he was with the Brewers, I think. And he only showed up in a couple games. But...
3: You mentioned that uh, Morgan Gomez platoon. The The season like high point is they win that divisional series uh, three games to two. And it's a walk off Nigel Morgan driving in Gomez. And like there's a crazy euchre call that goes along with it. But
1: God, it's amazing.
3: um, And then Nigel Morgan gives just an insane post game interview. Like, like the psych, or I'm sorry, Tony Plush.
1: Tony Plush, yeah.
3: Gives the most. Morgan
1: was gone once he hit the ball. Psycho, (laughs) nonsensical,
3: (laughs) pure emotion post game interview. I'm pretty sure there's swear words in it, which always makes me laugh.
1: Well, yeah. Just the celebration in the locker rooms, too, of all that team. And they were such a fun team from 08 to 11. Um, I'm not sure how 12 went. I'd have to look. But um, they were such a fun team then in our lifetime. And that was when I was starting to have kids and everything was happening in my life. And it was just a fun time to be alive, I guess, as a Brewer fan.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, QuestionableToReturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at QuestionableToReturn. You can also like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash QuestionableToReturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daily. And Pete, at P. Cozy with a K, Junior JR. Please consider giving us a five star review as well as sharing us with someone you know.